the Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Welcome, I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. We're back in the studio, at least for a night, and we're ready to go. And I hope that they listened to you last week because there is, we have evidence on this whiteboard. Yep. That you needed to be, they needed to listen to you last week. Every week. I don't know I, if they did. Every week I tell you who to start and who to sit. And sometimes I'm wrong, but last week I was right a lot. And last week was the week to get into the playoffs, Albie. And I'm proud to say all my teams are in the playoffs this year. It's, it's, it's great. And if you listen to me, your team's probably in the playoffs too. And you're kicking your heels. You're ready to go. Yeah, man. I'm ready to go. I'm in Dale Lolly's play, <laughs> playoffs. I told him I was one and six. I came back. Now I'm in the playoffs. It's going to be an exciting four weeks here, man. And Chris wants to help you get to the playoffs. Yep. So we're going to start with who's hot. And last week, you told us Derek Carr is going to light it up. And he did. And look at those numbers. He was the top quarterback in fantasy football th th last week. Derek Carr against the Jets. I said Derek Carr. Start him. Because not only did he have a bad performance, but now he's bouncing it back against the worst team in football. And what was, what was interesting about that game, yes, the Jets made it close. But in making it close, it was because the Raiders' defense stinks. Derek Carr in the offense, not as much. 28 completions, 47 attempts, 381 yards, three touchdowns, only one interception. Derek Carr on fire showing that if he's not facing a tough defense, he can put up really good points. Another guy that's hot, and the Steelers will have to deal with that, mm -hmm. that white heat is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, 32 of 40, 375 yards, four touchdowns. He's the only reason Baker Mayfield didn't make it on this board out because if Baker was at four touchdowns as well, but he also fumbled the ball at the end of the game. That knocked him down a peg in points. But these are my two quarterback, hot, hot fire quarterbacks of the week. Even though Josh Allen's playing the Steelers next week, I would probably still start him just because he's that talented. Uh, David Montgomery hot, not only for his, uh, what he did on the ground, what he did in the air. That's the thing. David Montgomery, I, another guy, I told you to start. They were playing the Lions. The Lions can't stop nobody. What did he get? 72 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, and four catches for 39 yards. Albion, PPR leagues, that's right there. That's, that's eight more points added to this total right here. David Montgomery went ballistic for you in fantasy football, if you listened to me last week. And a guy that came up, we, it surprised us. He came off the COVID list after we filmed our show. Jonathan Taylor, 13 carries, 91 yards, but he had a nice, nice touchdown grab, 44 yards and three catches through the air. That's a lot of good points for a young running back. Good to see him back in action, and maybe the Colts will get, will have him rolling in these last four weeks. Look at some of these numbers. Just Look, some hot performances. These were some on-fire performances. Corey Davis for the Titans, Albie went ballistic and it's crazy because you think that'd be AJ Brown in a big game it was Titans versus Browns both eight and three both need this game to prove that they're worthy of the playoffs and it was Corey Davis who got tar targeted 12 times caught 11 of those passes for 182 yards and a touchdown Albie that's big time numbers from a big wide receiver I know that they drafted him early years ago but he's proven he he's proven wor worthy of that my big tight end in this game though Darren Waller. I said he was the other guy. I said start him absolutely against the Raiders or with the Raiders against the Jets. Darren Waller, 17 targets, 13 catches, 200 yards 
receiving from a tight end, two touchdowns. If you started him last week, you probably won your game because tight ends giving you that much points. Ridiculous. The one guy that was really surprising, Logan Thomas. And not because I don't, I don't doubt Logan Thomas, but the Steelers have been really top-notch on tight ends. He had nine catches on all of his targets for 98 yards and a touchdown. Kudos to him for those points. He's proven maybe you should start him moving forward. All right. At the top of your not-so-hot list is a guy that they we're seeing up you, – you know, we're seeing that more than, than often this year. Russell, Russell Wilson at the top. There. Yeah, yeah. The Seahawks are struggling. Albie, they lose to the Giants, and Russell Wilson wasn't at his best. 27 of 43, 260 yards, only one touchdown, and he threw an interception. Albie, that's concerning because he's a playmaker. He's a guy that's figured things out. But I think that the Seahawks are seeing – Listen, if we lean on Russell too much, this is what's going to happen. He's going to have have those problems. You know, the and the one thing the Steelers have on their side with Ben Roethlisberger, they lean on him a lot, but they have a defense to counter set that. The Seahawks don't have that. And now that's starting to come back and bite them. I think that that's a big problem. But Albie, story of the week. Yeah. You know what it is. Carson Wentz, I have to tell you, I've heard from friends of mine who are fans of the Eagles. Oh, I have lots of them. Not in Pittsburgh, but on the other side of the state. And there's a there's something going on there now because Jalen Hurts is is you know he's right on his back and maybe Carson Wentz the thought is is looking back at him. All I know is in Philadelphia there is a quarterback controversy because Jalen Hurts is named the starter for Carson Wentz. He was horrible this week against the Packers. Jalen Hurts comes in, th- throws a great touchdown pass on a fourth and long, looking solid there. Wentz is benched. You're not going to be using him now. Here's the thing. Wentz could come back in two weeks if Jalen Hurts has a bad week, and we, we've seen that before. But to all the people in Philadelphia that were hurting and, and, and saying, and saying, "Ha, ah, we're hurting for Hurts," you're getting your wish right here. Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz, Wentzylvania, Albie. I was just gonna maybe say. not so much right now. <laughs> um, Dan Orlovsky, eat your heart out. Anyways, two running backs, Albie, that were first-round picks in a lot of leagues, really had rough weeks this week. Derek Henry, of all people, King Henry. 15 carries, only 60 yards, no touchdowns, and a lost fumble against the Browns. That's alarming. And when you see that, you got to do better. You got to, you got to see. You got to still start him, but you got to do better than that. Miles Sanders, though, the rookie for the Eagles, 10 carries, 31 yards, no touchdowns. Honestly, I'm not starting this guy in the, in the playoffs until he proves otherwise. Other guys that didn't had rough weeks: Terry McLaurin, the Steelers shut him out, only two catches for four yards. Keenan Allen and the Chargers were destroyed by the Patriots. Hunter Henry and Hayden Hurst, double H on both sides at the tight end position. Not a good start this past week. You know what I learned from who's hot, who's not? What's that? I've learned. Listen to Chris. <laughs> Start Derek Carr. Yep. Start Josh Allen. And, w- well, there's trouble in Pen- in Pennsylvania. That's the only other thing I can say. I mean, Pennsylvania is in trouble. <laughs> and, hey, Philly fans, some people wanted this change. Some people didn't. It's about to happen. We'll have to see what's going on. All right. We're back with more of the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. Chris, Albie, back after this. The Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. And welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Crystal Ball Carter. At your service. Here to help. Here to give you information that you can only get here. And that if you're smart, you'll utilize 
and get your team into the playoffs on a roll like his seven teams. You want seven teams? <laughs> only four this year. Only, only four. four. I, I, I dwindled it down. I, I didn't have as much time to, uh, to plan stuff this year. But all four of my teams are in the playoffs, Albie. And if you're in the playoffs, you're looking at who you can grab and save your roster this year. If you're not in the playoffs, you still got those consolation brackets, Albie. A lot of people forget, you, even when you make, make the playoffs, you don't want to fall into last place because if you lose all your playoff games and you're not in the playoffs, you fall into last place, and there's often lots of bad awards. We call it the butt award in one of my league. If you're, if you're at the end, you're the butt, and you do not want to be the butt. And that's why the waiver wire is there. Yes. And you need to pounce on it, take every opportunity, and you're starting with Mitch Trubisky at the top here with your QB. Yeah, there's, there's, there's the, the Chicago's going to still show confidence in him. And I, I'm not saying Trubisky should be your starter or anything. I'm saying if you're hurting at quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky's going to be available on most waiver wires. I mean, he's going to be allowed to sling the ball a bit. And I think one thing, Albie, too, we saw David Montgomery's receiving numbers. I think you're going to see him work the ball to him a little bit more. He'll become a safety valve for Trubisky, and that'll help alleviate the young quarterback's pressure. And maybe that leads to more consistent points for him and less interceptions. So, Mitch Trubisky, give a look to see if he's on your waiver wire because he's on a lot of them this year. Well, we talked about Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's the guy now. At least, uh, you know, you go with the hot hand. He came in last week, did some stuff that was at least encouraging for a team that, despite their record, is trying to get to the playoffs. And so Jalen Hurts is on your list as well. I especially think I'm not I wouldn't start him this week, Albie, but I would stash him if I if I if I don't have a good number two quarterback or a number one quarterback, I would stash him on my bench, see how he does this week. And if he comes to fruition, you got a quarterback. And how many times have we seen this over the years with RG three, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, running quarterbacks in, in the NFL and fantasy football are huge points because he'll get get it through the air like we saw with his deep touchdown pass this past weekend and he'll do it with his legs if Jalen Hurts is doing that while the Eagles are on a playoff push that could be worth huge points in, in your playoff games so do give him a look-see he's going to be on everyone's waiver wire this week but he's going to be gone so get him right now another look-see at running back Ty Johnson is a guy that you've probably never heard of before and I'm pretty much most anyone that wasn't a Jets fan hadn't either. But when Frank Gore went down last week, Albie, Ty Johnson came in, and he put up numbers. 22 carries, yeah. 104 yards, one touchdown. Really good stuff there from Ty Johnson. You got to like what he, what he was putting together and the balance that he brought to Sam Donald. And maybe that leads to other Jets. We'll get to them in, in just a minute here. All right, but first, another running back. Ito Smith, not a premier back, I'm going to tell you right now. He's a receiving back, but... The Falcons need to throw the ball to their running backs a little bit more to, to take the pressure off their wide receivers. The Hayden Hurts has not been working out the past couple games. I'm looking at Ito Smith and I'm saying, hey, he might get more targets. This could be a good flex option, especially in those deep leagues where you're looking for somebody. You don't have any answers, Albie. You go and get yourself a guy who catches the ball at the backfield. Because remember, you play PPR, points per, or points per reception. That means you're looking at, hey, if my running back just catches the ball, even if he doesn't get a hold of it, if he gets five catches in a game, he gets 30 yards, that's eight free points on top of maybe he gets a touchdown. And that's a good flex option. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm looking at Edo Smith in my waiver wire this week. All right. Whether you're looking to play them or stash them, a couple wide receivers. Now, the guy I was talking about bouncing off the, 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 the Jets, Denzel Mims, a rookie wide receiver who has a lot of talent. He, they need to throw the ball to him in the red zone more. That is my big issue here. He only has a few of those targets. But Denzel Mims is, is a talented prospect who's, who's coming to the NFL. Sam Darnold's a young quarterback. They need to establish a connection. And I think Sam Darnold knows that the door is knocking of Trevor Lawrence with every game that the Jets lose. He needs to show that he can connect with guys and young guys to show the NFL, 
hey, I'm not just some nobody. I'm still a talented quarterback and can be a future franchise quarterback. Just because Trevor Lawrence is coming doesn't mean that you guys should forget me. I think if he connects to Denzel Mims, who is a speedster and can make some big plays, he can he can be a key to the Jets getting back in it offensively. All right, one more wide receiver before we get to tight end. Kiki Kuti. Uh, now, granted, I'm not saying start him outright, but snag him because – the Texans are hurting at wide receiver. Albie, they gave away DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Will Fuller's got, you know, PED issues. He's a guy I'm grabbing right now and just stashing on my bench, seeing how he's doing because uh, it's just it's rough with the Texans. But here's what you do know with the Texans. Deshaun Watson is coming out, and he's going to be throwing the ball. That's what you can count on. He's going to find somebody, Kuti, a decent athlete that he could target. All right. Finally, tight end. you got two of them. And some numbers on the first. We got Cole Komet from the Bears, the guy that Mitch Trubisky has been targeting. He cut a touchdown this past week, five, seven targets, five catches, 37 yards. A good athlete. We liked Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. A lot of people wanted to draft him here in Pittsburgh. It was way too high, but he's a good receiving threat. Doesn't block much, but you don't care about that in fantasy. Go with Cole Komet. The other guy, Dalton Schultz, he's caught some passes for the tight at the tight end for Cal, for the Cowboys. And Cincinnati, and Cincinnati is the opponent this week. Go with him this week. All right. I got to ask you real fast. So you have four teams. Are these teams all independent of themselves? Yes. Or are you, are you matching players on certain teams? Oh, um, I always go into a draft, draft. It's uh, draft its own thing. I don't worry about I don't worry about the overall about matching up with other teams. I just every league I draft as best I can for my team to win, and so far it's working. Four teams all going to the playoffs. Yes, sir. There you heard it. Now your team could go there as well but you got to listen to Chris. All right, we're back with more. This is the Fantasy Football Insider. We're back in the studio. Chris Carter, Albie Oxenrider, and we're back after this. The Fantasy Football Insider on WBXI Now. Brought to you by CalU. All right, we're back. Albie Oxenrider, Chris Carter. We're in the studio. We're Socially distanced, as you can see. Yes, indeed. Making sure of that, even though these magnetic personalities tend to... They pull us together sometimes. I know how it is, but I'm going to stay back and let you do your thing here. We're talking about the Steelers and fantasy, and I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say based on the way that last couple games have gone. One win, one loss, obviously. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. So, Ben Roethlisberger, the little scaring numbers here, if you're looking in fantasy... He gave, he gave up he, he, he threw two touchdowns in this game but he did throw an interception wasn't his fault as much but 51 passes you might look at that as a fantasy owner and say yes that's great I want to see 51 passes but usually that means things aren't going right you want to see the efficiency what's crazy is I want to see less passes from Roethlisberger as a fantasy owner the Steelers want to see it overall but even in fantasy if he's throwing less usually that means they're scoring more touchdowns and just statistically speaking that's been the case I think you still start Ben Roethlisberger in later later in the season. I might hold the hold the phone on the Bills. The Bills have a tough defense with a lot of athletes on it. They're going to be on the road. The offense has been struggling. I might bench Ben Roethlisberger this week. If he bounces back this week, great. You could start him the rest of the season. But this week, I'd say be careful starting Ben on the road against a really good team when they when he's putting he's the, the whole offense has struggled the past two weeks remember he's talking fantasy he's not talking overall yeah I'm not, I would never <laughs> <talk about it. laughs> James Connor 
Uh, looking like James Conner might return along it, with Marquise Pouncey, if, but for, for purposes of fantasy, mm -hmm. talk about Conner. If James Conner is back, I know what a lot of people are saying is like, well, they can't run the ball anyways. What does it matter? I get, I hear you, but don't forget, Albie, James Conner is another reliable piece in the Steelers' passing game. He's absolutely part of the short game that has been missing the past two weeks. Not saying that he's the missing piece that's going to put it all together for the Steelers, but I am saying that with him being back, He's going to help rejuvenate the offense. And if Marquise Pouncey's back, that's also going to allow the running game to open up a little bit more. And if the and here's the other thing. Ben Roethlisberger, part of his needing to throw less, he needs to throw further down the field. I do think that there's going to be some, some change in that moving forward because the Steelers are looking at it. They're tired of teams batting the ball at the line of scrimmage. They're tired of what the Ravens did. They're tired of what Washington did. They're going to adjust. I think that with, as they throw the ball further down the field, that's going to back off the defenses. And if that starts to happen, let, let them hit two, two deep balls against Buffalo. You're going to see those linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds, you're going to see their safeties back up a little bit. Yep. And that's going to allow J uh, James Conner and the offensive line more room to work. All right, Juju. Talk about Juju and uh, his uh, impact on fantasy. That's the thing is that Juju, you're looking at, he had, what, like 27 yards this week. You're like, oh, I can't do nothing with that. But he had eight catches. In PPR, that gets you 10 points. That's a solid week right there from a flex from a number two wide receiver. He's still Mr. Reliable. You can still count on him for a touchdown here and there. I think that he's going to be a guy that Ben Roethlisberger leans on in these, in these next few games when they're up against. They got three teams with really good records coming up in the next four weeks. So look for Juju to step up there. I have a question for you on Deontay and the drops in general as it applies sure. to fantasy. Um, we know there's been a problem the last two games. Mm -hmm. Is is that just something you look at as a trend? Is that something you look at as maybe a fluke for a couple two games? Uh, how does that affect decisions you make based on what happened the last two games? Once is happenstance. Twice could be a coincidence. Three times is a trend. This is twice we've seen this with the Steelers, specifically Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron, who you also see how I wrote drops next to. The, those two guys I'm looking at right now, Albie, if they can't get it together this week, it is a trend. But I'm willing to give the Steelers a pass on, on, the, on these two weeks because Baltimore, you had the wacky week. Everything was thrown out of whack. It's hard to keep your focus in that. A short week after that, you get four days to prepare. Now you've got a semi-realistic a semi week from, from uh, Monday to Sunday, and now you need to say, okay, the buck stops here. And I'm a little concerned for Deontay. Now, he got a touchdown. He's still getting his targets. But where I'm concerned is Mike Tomlin said in that press conference, if you can't catch the ball, we will replace you with someone who will. And that might lead to more Chase Claypool. He only got 44% of the snaps in this last game, Albie. 44%. You'd think that a guy who's, who scored 10 touchdowns in 10 weeks and now hasn't scored in the last two, that they would try to work the ball to him a little bit more, especially with some of those deeper shots down the field. I think that this that what the recipe's cooking here for the Steelers is that Ben Roethlisberger, they're going to want him to target downfield a little bit more, hopefully hit on a few of those more so he doesn't have to throw as many dinks and dunks around, around the short, around the box. But that will take away from opportunities from Deontay, and I think that's going to open up opportunities for Claypool because he's the deep receiver you want to throw to in those situations. And I take it based on the whiteboard that Benny Snell comes with a lot of questions right now. Yeah, and it's not Benny Snell's fault. The offensive line hasn't opened anything up, and even in the goal line situation, I mean, I mean, they just they just let Chase Young just walk into the backfield and yank him down when he was going up for a touchdown. That was where you were going to, if you started Benny Snell last week in one of your deep fantasy leagues, that was where you were like, that one play, that could have made the difference. And it, and it didn't because he was, he was he was held out the end zone. 
Um, I'm a little concerned. I wouldn't start Benny Snell until I see a little bit more consistency from the run game or anything from the Steelers' run game moving forward. Finally, Eric Ebron. And again, we talked about him earlier with the drops. The only thing with Eric Ebron is he's still a big target that Ben Roethlisberger is going to like to throw to. And when you look at that, Albie, you've got a guy that's that's big, that's tall, that's still athletic, and people are going to are, are going to still have to respect him. If they don't, Albie, because he drops those passes, he's going to be able to hurt them. I expect him as a veteran to get back on his game. The drops are a concern, but still look at him. If you don't got a supreme tight end, he's worth a start. Only have about 10 seconds. Out of the uh, seven players on this board, who do you like? Ben Claypool. Okay. All right, that's it for now, but we have more right after the break. This is the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. Up next, who to start, who to sit. Chris will tell you. He's not going to suggest anything. He's going to tell you what to do when we return. The Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. We're back in the studio, and as I mentioned earlier, we're socially distanced. See, with this board, it's about five and a half feet, so if we stay on either side of it, we're perfect. Right. We're perfect. All right, who do you start? Who do you sit? I know you have your own ideas, but your own ideas don't matter because his ideas <laughs> matter. So he's not going to ask. He's going to tell you so who to deep. start. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> who to start, who to sit. Sam Darnold, he really thought he was on the move last week. Thought he, he got he, a win, but he did impress you to put him on your list of who you should start. Not just that he impressed me. He, he lit up a Raiders defense that is very light upable. But he this week, he gets to play the Seahawks, who are also very light up on defense. And the Seahawks just lost to the Giants with a backup quarterback. Sam Darnold in that game, I think that Adam Gates is like, look, man, just let that fly. And with the Jets' defense being so bad, this could be another shootout. Russell Wilson, start him as well this week. He'll be on fire. But Seahawks, 31st against quarterbacks. Start Sam Donald if you, if you, if you desperately need a quarterback this week. Also, Matt Ryan. Looking at Matt Ryan, the, the Falcons are playing a little better at times, they're, but they're playing the Chargers. Chargers are abysmal. He just got blown up 45 to nothing by the Patriots. I'm, start, I'm starting anybody that plays them right now. Matt Ryan, the Chargers are 27th against quarterbacks. It's a lot of points. I'm saying go with Matt Ryan and the Falcons this week. David Montgomery. I picked him last yeah. week. I'm going to ride that hot hand and get, get in the playoffs. David <laughs> Montgomery at home against the Texans, and that's another reason why I'm riding the hot hand. Texans, I'll be 31st against running backs this, this year. It's going to be rough for them. I think that David Montgomery has a back-to-back -back really strong weeks for you, and if you're playing him in the playoffs, he's going to help you get to the next round. I love it when he gets excited like that. He just can't <laughs> contain himself. Please continue. Jonathan Taylor, the rookie running back out of Wisconsin, playing very well. They're at the Raiders. The Raiders' defense just got wrecked by, by, the, by the Jets, even though they won. I can see that being another shootout game. Maybe, maybe not as much of a shootout because the Colts have a better defense. But Raiders 29th against running backs. Jonathan Taylor, he played well last week. Keep him going. Start him again this week. I'm also look, we're looking at wide receivers here, Albie. T. Higgins. If all the if the Bengals have gotten all the fighting out of their system, because yeah. you know Tyler Boyd uh, was throwing hands with Xavier Howard last week, um, uh, but T. Higgins, he's going up against the Cowboys this week, Albie. I know the Bengals have a backup quarterback, but the Cow Cowboys defense is worse than the Seahawks defense. I'd give T. Higgins a look see as long as Tyler Boyd. If the Boyd's not suspended, we got to see how that plays out. But T. Higgins, young guy, he's putting up a lot of numbers, and the guy that was lighting it up last week, Corey Davis. 
Come on, Corey Davis. Jacksonville's 28th against wide receivers. He's got to put up big points. Ryan Tannehill is going to be throwing to him a lot in this game. All right. And also, straight to finish off, who uses start anyway? Tight end position. We're going with Will Disley for the Seahawks. He's become the guy there, and the Jets are dead last at covering tight ends in the league. I can see the Seahawks putting up points and Russell Wilson finding him for maybe a touchdown or like 50 yards. That's going to be a good start at the tight end position. And a guy I brought up earlier with the Cowboys, Dalton Schultz, up against the Browns. The Browns, they're probably going to put up a good amount of points on the, on, on the Cowboys, but that means that the Cowboys and Andy Dalton, they're going to need to do the same. You could see Dalton Schultz maybe get some red zone targets and the Browns 30th in the league at stopping tight ends. Something to look at. All right. And you like Atlanta's defense against the L.A. Chargers. Raheem Morris is a defensive coordinator who's now the interim head coach for the Falcons. He's made that defense a little bit better. We saw how they how they shut down the, the Raiders two weeks ago. I'll start the Falcons against the Chargers. And then finally, Washington, with the way that they played against the Steelers offense, they're going up against Mullins and the, the Niners offense. Start them absolutely. They get to start this week, and they'll help you in the playoffs right now. We have about 90 seconds, but this is when Chris does his best work. Who do you sit? All right, sitting-wise, sitting we got to sit Cam Newton. Yes, I love Cam Newton, too, but come on. He's playing the Rams. That's Jalen Rams. That's Aaron Donald, H2P. You ain't getting through there. That's the number two defense against quarterbacks. Sorry, Cam Newton. I love you, but you ain't starting this week. Jalen Hurts, he's up against the Saints. I know I said I love, I love me some Hurts. But not against that defense. I, I'm not. I'm not messing with that group. They're number three out here. Sorry, hurts. You're off the list too. Miles Sanders. You went to Penn State. I'm not saying you're not starting because you went to Penn State, but you're also not doing well, and you're up against that same Saints team. That's number one. I'm sorry. I'm going with the H2P guys, not the not the uh, the, the we are guys because they aren't. Uh, Devin Singletary versus the Steelers. The Steelers, yes, the defense. Everyone's saying, oh, what about the defense? But they're 10th against running back Singletary. Not the kind of running back I think does well against them. He's going to lock it down. Jarvis Landry against the Ravens. The Ravens, number two of wide receivers. Sorry, Baker Mayfield, you don't get back-to-back -back big weeks. Stephon Diggs, they just shut down Terry McLaurin. I like Terry McLaurin. I like Stephon Diggs, too. Not enough to, to bet against the Steelers. Logan Thomas, you had a great week against the Steelers, but the Niners, they're even better than the Steelers at covering tight ends with Fred Warner. Get him out of here. Tyler Higby against the Patriots, absolutely not. Defenses I bench. Philly, they're giving up points to the Saints. Dolphins, you're giving up points to the Chiefs. Wow. You see why every time we go into a situation like this, I should put you in the two-minute drill and let you go. Yeah, so I'm just like Ben Roethlisberger. I just draw stuff up in the dirt, and then I put it on this, on this, on this whiteboard, and then there you go. Bam, right at you. Again, what did we learn? <laughs> we learned that Sam Darnold is hot, and we learned that Miles Sanders is we are not. Yeah, Miles Sanders, absolutely not. Don't go with him this week. <laughs> thank you, Chris, and thank you for being with us on the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. We'll see you next week right here on WPXI Now.